Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast, Lunar Crush Live. We did a live stream with Josh and Matt from Origin Protocol, the founders, and we had a great opportunity to learn about the massive market for blockchain-powered e-commerce. We got pretty deep into that, the comparisons with things like Shopify and the developer community, and the guys also announced their launch of OUSD, their new stablecoin on the Origin Protocol, and it's a stablecoin that earns a yield while still in your wallet. Very, very cool stuff. Please enjoy this conversation with Josh and Matt from Origin Protocol. All right. We are live. Welcome, guys, and welcome as we get the folks streaming in here. This is probably the most comments I've seen in YouTube since we started. There's people that are already popping in here asking they're like there's going to be an update something's happening when stream elbow cough i don't know what all this stuff is <laughs> but um super excited to have you guys on welcome welcome to lunar crush live i want to welcome matthew and josh from origin uh really excited glad um you know i think john on our side was coordinating coordinating this through lunar crush and um you know happy that, to have you guys on and, and really excited um you know to have you guys kind of come with and hang out with us today so thank you both for being here um just before we start, I want to know where in the world you guys are and, and what's it been like for the last you know couple months for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for having us. Um, sure. We're really excited to be here. Um, we're both in the Bay Area, so um, in San Francisco. Nice. Um, last couple months have been you know a lot of work uh, and pretty much just that while we wanted to uh, you know do social distancing and be responsible. Um, but it's turned out to be a really productive time for our, everyone at Origin. Um, we've been really blessed to just have like an amazing team that's been able to work in a very distributed manner. So um, everything's you know full speed ahead for us. Very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If anything, we've we've been working harder because there's no distractions. Uh, so people have been cranking really hard, and um, really excited to share the updates uh, with you guys and your audience about what we've been up to. And uh, like Matt said, thank you so much for for having us on today. Cool. Cool. So John, we want to do, I think we want to do a quick giveaway first. Yeah, that's a great way to start, isn't it? Um, so, I mean, we're so excited to have you guys on today um, that we're going to do a, a small token of our appreciation and give away a few, uh, some Lunar Crush merchandise <laughs> to the community out there. So um, I'll post a tweet in just a moment here, but um, we'll give away a few t-shirts. Um, all you have to do is take a screenshot of this live stream, uh, post it to Twitter, Say what you're most excited about with Origin Protocol and uh, tag us in Origin. And uh, again, I'll post some instructions here in just a moment. But uh, um, yeah, happy to have you guys on today. Very exciting. Cool. So I want, this is always a fun one that I like to do for people that that don't really um, know about you guys yet. But what is what is like the elevator pitch for Origin? Like what is the one sentence? Like what do you guys tell people and, you know, what, what's what's the most simple way to to describe the the project? Yeah, here at Origin, uh, we're trying to enable decentralized commerce. Um, so that's kind of like the shortest way we can describe it. Um, but really, what we're trying to do is using blockchain technology uh, enable people to have peer to peer um, commercial transactions, so they can meet, um, chat, um, get to know each other on the blockchain, and ultimately, um, a buyer and seller will be able to exchange. Um, crypto assets, um, or even you know, off-chain payment methods for some good or service. Um, so that's what we've been working on for the past three years. Cool. And you guys, and you're using a different word with marketplaces when you say connecting people. And is that what was the motivation behind marketplaces? Is it is it kind of opening it up to a larger base? Are you is it you're saying that you're going to be able to solve more problems by saying marketplace? I mean, I saw you know, obviously, I think that some people have seen your quick kind of ad on the site and it's beautifully done, well done on that. I mean, it's, Thanks. you know, kind of getting across a bigger idea and it's like a couple of simple use cases there with someone, you know, whether it was like the Airbnb or I, at first when I saw it, I thought they were like purchasing the house very quickly. And I was like, damn, like this is a really, these are a couple of like large problems in here with the car and the house that you wanted to solve. I mean, is that, was that kind of the vision? Is that what you kind of thought when putting that together? Yeah, it was. Um, we saw a lot of prop. We saw, on one hand, we saw the sharing economy exploding. Uh, lots of money flowing into companies like Uber and Airbnb. And these companies really changed the world and changed our lives in a big way. But they also came with some big downsides. Um, these companies had um, a lot of control, a lot of power. Uh, and that wasn't always a good thing. And so you think of things like Airbnb as this peer-to-peer -peer marketplace. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's a peer-to-giant corporate monopoly to peer. 
Uh, and when we started looking at the Ethereum network and saying, well, what are the most interesting ways we can use this new technology? One of the things that jumped out of uh, at us was this ability to remove the middleman and enable that peer-to-peer -peer commerce. And that was really what got us excited in the beginning and largely what we've been working on ever since. Cool. And would you guys, would you consider yourself DeFi? Would you consider yourself DAP marketplace? Would you consider yourself public blockchain? What would you consider yourself? Um, so we would, not, we would not consider ourselves a public blockchain, but yeah. uh, everything else you mentioned, yes. Um, so we are uh, very much a DeFi project. Um, you'll be hearing a little bit more about what we're working on in that space uh, in uh, near future. Uh, and of course, as I mentioned, um, our original mission and what we're really focused on is how do we enable decentralized commerce, peer-to-peer uh, -peer commerce. Very cool. No, very, very cool. So tell us a little bit about, and maybe we could start, Josh, if you want to start, tell us how you got into the space, you know, what got you excited about it? What do you love about it? I mean, um, you know, we all have a, an origin story, no, no, yeah. pun, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually got into Bitcoin in 2010, uh, read about it on like Hacker News, it might have even been dig.com back in the day, and um, downloaded the software, mined my first block, like just on my laptop. Nice. Uh, and, then, and then I like closed it and went back to work and completely forgot about it until years later. So that was, <laughs> that was my first foray into, into crypto. Um, but it was really Matt that got me excited about it again. Um, he um, participated in the Ethereum crowd sale and kept telling me, Josh, you gotta check out Ethereum, you gotta check out Ethereum. Uh, and I put it off and, and didn't take it seriously for, uh, for a while. Um, but once I started looking at it, it, it blew my mind. I said, I don't know what we're gonna use this for, but this enables a new class of problems that we've never been able to solve before. Uh, and so we started brainstorming, coming up with different ideas of, you know, what if we built an exchange, what if we built you know, uh, an aggregator to what, 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 are, what are the most useful or interesting ideas? And we put them on on the, on the whiteboard and then we decided to pick the most audacious one uh, out of the entire list and that was Origin. Uh, <laughs> and so that's how we, that's how we got uh, to where we are. And, and Matt and I have been working together for uh, a while. We've actually yeah. been fortunate to build several companies together. And so um, that was a great foundation for uh, starting Origin and enabled us to move really, really quickly uh, and and build some, some really cool stuff together. That's awesome. And Matthew, how'd you get started? Yeah, so- um, Outside of I sucking Josh in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't quite as early getting into Bitcoin as Josh. I think it was probably like 2012 or 13 when I purchased my first few Bitcoin. Um, and similarly, it took me a couple iterations before I really understood um, how powerful um, this concept was. Um, but it did pique my attention enough so that I did uh, want to participate in the Ethereum crowd sale. Um, and that kind of really started um, this journey down the rabbit hole. Um, so, you know, we've had a number of experiences building um, startups separately, as Josh mentioned, but also together. Mm -hmm. um, and the technology stack has always been different, uh, but also the paradigms have just been totally different, right? Um, how is value actually created and how is it captured? Um, with blockchain, it just really started uh, making our brains turn in a different way. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's been a really, really exciting journey. Um, we first, um, well, I, I first started um, trading um, some crypto assets, um, all coins of like 2016 and 2017 a little bit. Um, but at some point we realized like, hey, this is either all completely useless um, and they're just like speculative um, assets that aren't really worth anything, or there's gotta be um, fundamental technology. Uh, if there's fundamental technology, it's gonna create these massive disruptive shifts. Uh, and thankfully we took the bet on the latter half and uh, we've been going at it hard ever since. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it does seem like a lot of stories I hear of people that kind of find Bitcoin and then it's like, you know, whether it's a year or two years and they're kind of like, is this going to, is this going to be anything? Is it going to grow into something? And how is it going to like manifest itself? And it just seemed like in, in 2016, 2017, when Ethereum came out and it was this huge disruptive force and yeah, it was an ICO boom, but it was also, it just opened everyone's eyes, I think a little bit to what is possible you know, with that large of a community building and growing and adapting and the new chains that have been created and now just solving problems in a much more efficient way. And I think that's what 
people don't realize when they get in, they're kind of learning about the space. They're like, what are all these other things? These other things are pointless. Like, you know, there's just Bitcoin and, you know, it just drives me nuts because it's like, no, I mean, every single industry in the world can be, can be disrupted through this, you know? And, and so I think you guys yeah. are picking a huge one. Um, and I think it's a, a really fun, cool space to kind of get into and in marketplaces and commerce and e-commerce, especially, um, it's a huge play. So, um, you know, I kind of want to start talk about that a little bit. I mean, yeah. you know, tell us, tell us just a little bit about, I mean, just like the protocol and, you know, I, I was going to start going through the white paper a little bit and, and I mean, just tell us kind of like why, like, you know, what was kind of the, the, you know, start of that and, and why you guys wanted to go after this marketplace idea. Yeah. You know, so, um, I think we were really motivated by like, um, why all of this is important. And mm -hmm. it, we were never into you know, decentralization just for the sake of decentralization because it's cool, right? Yeah. Um, decentralization to us only matters if we can solve real world problems in a better way um, that empowers um, our users. And in this case, it's buyers and sellers. Um, and so there's like four things that we've talked about um, quite a lot in the history of origins, like, but how do we add value? Um, so one of these is you can actually reduce the fees, right? And you can help people uh, keep more of the money when you uh, take away the middlemen. So buyers and sellers uh, can share in that upside. Um, also a financial uh, motivator is like, how do you give everyone a stake in the network, right? Can you build um, this shared network of people that are all kind of like uh, both collaborating, but also competing. Everyone's like uh, in it for themselves, but as a result of that, they're actually helping everyone else out as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so we think these new crypto network effects are super, super fascinating. Uh, and we've seen how this works, right? With um, Ethereum, with DeFi, um, and uh, even with um, some of our products. Um, also um, two other areas that we are highly motivated by. Uh, one is just promoting open and free commerce. Um, how do we reduce things like censorship? How do we make it so that buyers and sellers can do whatever they want? Um, they can make their own personal decisions as to what to sell, when to sell, how to sell it. Uh, and then finally, I think the longest term mission that we have is how do we actually empower um, the you know, approximately 2 billion people that are currently unbanked all over the world. Um, a lot of these people are still doing barter, right? Um, they're doing like very, very inefficient means of um, transactions. And that actually slows down um, the economic growth of entire countries. So if we can actually empower these people to use cheap Android phones and be able to transact with one another um, quickly and cheaply using digital assets, um, then we've opened up a whole new realm of um, economic growth for um, all these individuals. And that's like a very inspiring thing to work on. Yeah. So, no, so as that, as that grows, you know, I'm, I'm, we're in California too. You guys, we're all in California here. So we're all, we're all fully aware of what's going on with Uber and Lyft and the endless regulation on Airbnb. Um, you know, how do you make something that I don't want to call it bypasses regulation, but it's compliant um, in a manner that you're not going to be, you know, attacked being a user on this, on this, uh, on origin, you know, how, how do you guys deal with this as this grows to the scale of an Airbnb or greater, much greater division sounds like it's way greater. Um, how, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with different governments and jurisdictions and regulation? Yeah. So it's funny you bring it up. So I was actually an Airbnb host here in San Francisco, uh, before getting shut down by the city. Uh, mm. they, they said I was running a unlicensed hotel, uh, and, and <laughs> shut me down. Um, so this is, so this is like very personal for me. Um, and you know, while we aren't, uh, encouraging people to, to break the law, um, we do really believe in maximizing personal liberty. Uh, and so what we're doing, we're just creating tools, right? We're creating tools, we're putting it out there, um, and allowing people to, to use them. Uh, but in a way that, that focuses on maximizing personal liberty um, versus trying to come in with an overhand, or, you know, um, coming in and trying to, to set the rules or follow, um, you know, the rules of all these um, jurisdictions that, that really are just not doing a very good job keeping up with the rate of innovation uh, in, a lot of, in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's tough because depending where you go, it's different, right? pretty it's pretty amazing yeah so did and did you guys do an i like an ico with with origin on and was it was there a jurisdiction that you did that in i mean airdrop i mean how did you guys kind of launch it originally yeah so we didn't actually do an ico uh, we did do um, um several rounds um 
of uh, you know, private pre-sales. Okay. Um, the original intention was to do a uh, full-on ICO, but as the regulatory climate changed, we realized that um, that probably wasn't the wisest thing to do. Um, so instead, we eventually opted to just do a direct listing on Binance, um, which is the world's um, you know, highest volume cryptocurrency exchange. Gotcha. Um, rather than raising any additional funds, we just decided to do a direct listing uh, in January of this year. Um, and that's when the token was released to the general public. Cool. Yeah, no, it gets it gets a little interesting, especially with jurisdictions around that. And you guys are living here in the US and, you know, having access to different investor groups and there's different ex exceptions that you can do. And so it's it's just kind of interesting to see how people are kind of going about it and actually creating the utility token and what the regulation is around that. And I think a lot of people got really nervous like about a year or so ago. And, you know, it's just it was like an absolute like no go zone. And I think now there's a little bit more interesting ways to go about it. So to hear you guys kind of going that route, it's it's great. And it's, you know, as a U.S. citizen, it's just innovation seems like it's kind of flying out the door a little bit when people have to go to other jurisdictions and other places to create yeah. innovation and to create this really interesting technology. And now it's like, it's kind of basing somewhere else, even though maybe the talent and the labor is here from a design perspective or development perspective, but infrastructure could be somewhere else. And so, um, yeah, I was just kind of wondering how, how you guys kind of, how you guys put it together. So. <laughs> We yeah. spent spent a lot of time talking to lawyers far more than <laughs> you'd ever imagine uh, yeah. for any technology startup. Um, yeah, but I think regulators need to realize that like we're competing in a global marketplace, uh, and people can go anywhere, right? So if they crack down on things here in the United States, all they're doing is forcing that innovation to happen in other countries and other places. It's not going away, right? You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Uh, this stuff is is here to stay. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I'll just add that the very nature of what we're doing, right? Blockchain technologies and trying to um, decentralize uh, value capture and empower uh, people all over the world, that in itself is a global initiative, right? right. And so um, you really can't stop it. Like we have team members in uh, New Zealand, Australia, Singapore, um, China, um, Korea. Um, and we expect um, as our team grows um, to have global contributors from all over the world working on, on this collective mission with us. Right. And it's only going to increase. I mean, just as the, the market is decentralized, so are the people, right? That's part of it. And, you know, we talk about it all the time. We you know over 180 countries where people are visiting LunarCrush.com. No one from Greenland yet. So if someone's listening from <laughs> Greenland, just like hit the site real quick. Um, <laughs> But it, it's it's amazing to see and it's super fun to to watch. And then it's different languages that you have to solve for and, you know, telegram groups and, you know, Twitter channels of all different languages. I mean, how are you guys thinking about growth and, and marketing? I mean, is this there's just a lot that goes into that and then building kind of, you know, I was just kind of looking at the stores that you guys are having. Is it like how multi-language were you from the outset? Is that something that you guys strategize for really early on? It, it just happened. Um, you know, we started out open source um and started out distributed first engineer we hired was in colorado mm -hmm. uh and so it just it just took off like we just kept hiring, like finding great people who were contributing to the code um and most of them didn't live here in silicon valley they live all over the globe yeah um and then we started having people show up and start volunteering to translate our content uh and so we have over 50 translators who are just volunteering to uh, translate our websites in 20 different languages and uh, that stayed true with all of the different, every product we've launched has been multilingual from day one. Uh, and, you know, it's just been, it's it's one of the coolest parts of working in this industry is just uh, seeing that community come together. Um, not not to support Josh and Matt, but to to support a mission and a cause that they believe in and, and want to be a part of. Uh, and that's really humbling and really exciting for us to um, have this community of, you know, the volunteer translators, the 170 people who have contributed code to our code base, um, the hundreds of thousands of people on our email list. I mean, it's just, it's really, um, really humbling. And it's, it really is the most important part of what we're building at Origin is this community. Uh, we like to say it's 50% technology and 50% community. Uh, but I think that's probably wrong. It's probably like more important, but community is probably even more important uh, than the technology that, that we're building. Yeah, very cool. Well, you're falling right into our uh, our you know our trap there of you know, we, <laughs> our our line is always without a community there is no crypto and, and you know part Couldn't of the agree part more. Yeah. conversation there is no crypto and 
Um, you know, that's, that's part of the mission and reason that we founded Lunar Crush was because of that. And we knew that, you know, we wanted to showcase projects and we wanted to create transparency and it's all about the community. I mean, you're, which is crazy to think, I mean, I, you're not the first person that's told me that's worked on a project. I mean, 50 translators and 170 people adding code, that's a lot. That's more than I've heard, yeah. but there's still a lot of people that are just volunteering time. Maybe they have some, maybe they're made an investment in the token at some point and, you know, they are creating translation. I mean, it's a lot of people. I mean, how are you managing that many different people? Are they coming to you like through Twitter, Telegram, just saying they want to help? And then suddenly it's like they're boom, they've translated it and kind of shipped it off to you. Yeah, we've gotten yeah. more organized over time. Uh, and that process flows for, for SVs crowding for translation. Yeah. GitHub is obviously where we sort uh, and coordinate all the issues. Um, and, and doing it all our work in public really helps because it makes it very easy for people to get up to speed, see what we're working on, see wherever challenges are, where we can jump in and help. Uh, and that's been part of our culture since day one. And mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's really the best way to to run any sort of business or, or project. Awesome. Yeah, I think maximum transparency is definitely the way to go. Um, we see many um, projects uh, advocate this philosophy, but oftentimes people fall short. Um, and we try our very best to be as transparent with uh, the community as possible because you know this is what it's all about, right? We can't do this ourselves. Um, at some point, we expect there to be millions and millions of supporters of mm -hmm. um, Origin, and that's the only way that we can change the world together. That's awesome. By the way, is that the DJ Blau? That is What's the up, DJ Justin? <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, thanks for jumping in. Wow. Uh, great DJ too. Very good shout yes. out. A little Amazing. shout out. For you guys. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Wow. I'll, I'll send you your uh, Bitcoin for saying that later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, you know, I'd love to hear just a little more lower level. Like, let's break this down. Like, we have a we have a a, a very very quick shop that we threw up on Shopify, hmm. selling some T-shirts. Um, because, you know, there wasn't a day that was going by that we had some t-shirts and, you know, I knew you guys have your, your, your D shop, your, your, um, your shoporigin.com, your marketplace app. I'd love to hear about your product architecture a bit and how we could even use it potentially. Like how does this, how does a standard, I don't want to call this a standard business, but how does a business start engaging and how does that all work? Yeah, so the beauty is we've actually tried to simplify everything. So you can actually do this in a self-serve way now. Um, so D-Shop is probably what you want to, um, where you want to start, especially if you want to sell merchandise. So uh, originprotocol.com slash D-Shop. Um, what will happen is you can actually uh, create a D-Shop um, in just a matter of minutes. Um, that's one way to do it. Another way, if you want to do um, purely self-hosted, you can do it uh, on Google Cloud via our partnership with the Google Cloud team. Um, but once you set up a D shop, it's uh, just a few minutes to set up um, your product categories, your uh, collections, um, actually um, input those products, and you can turn a store live um, probably within 30 minutes if you're really fast. Um, and from an architecture standpoint, uh, the whole thing is hosted on IPFS. Um, so it's decentralized. Um, it's set up to um, take cryptocurrency payments, ERC20 or Ethereum um, out of the box. If you want to take credit card, which we still know is very, very popular in global e-commerce, um, you can just add a Stripe API key and start taking payments that way. Uh, we also plan to introduce additional off-chain payment methods soon. Um, so you can imagine sometime in the future, you may be able to take BTC payments uh, for your merchandise uh, or even something a little bit more esoteric. Um, a lot of the projects that we're working with, they want to be able to accept payments um, in their own cryptocurrencies. And so that's one thing that we've been uh, enabling them to do. Um, so today, um, I would encourage you to go start a D-Shop. Um, we can actually help you do the migration. Um, and uh, in terms of the upcoming roadmap, we plan to make it uh, easier and easier to use. You'll be able to have more custom uh, themes, look and feel, um, third-party integrations. Uh, for example, right now, we have a drop shipping integration. So you can actually, um, if you are familiar with Printful, you can actually sign up with the Printful account, hook that up to your G-Shop. Then you don't even need to carry inventory. Um, you just need to come up with your t-shirt designs. Um, someone's able to place an order and uh, it ships directly from Printful to your end customer um, and totally in a decentralized way. So um, we think it's a pretty elegant solution, but we'd love for you to try it out and let us know what you think. And that's what uh, Brave is doing, I assume, right? You have the Brave store on your platform? That's exactly right. 
So then, so then let's say that there's a, a, a store that's, so the Brave store is stood up. Does this end up showing up in your marketplace DAP as well? All of that, the items that are in there, does it kind of work together? Um, so the data is uh, available on IPFS. Um, we've talked about whether at some point we would um, aggregate uh, items from different sellers, um, opt-in of course. Uh, but yeah, we've talked about how we can circulate, uh, sorry, um, we can um, aggregate all that into um, user experiences. One of the things that's pretty powerful about doing this stuff on Ethereum blockchain and IPFS is, um, again, if you want to be discovered, it's really easy to be discovered. And so we also imagine a future where as people end up creating their own stores, um, their sellers, um, there's also a vibrant um, secondary order of participants that says, hey, like I want to help uh, Lunar Crush um, sell products and services because Lunar Crush is willing to offer um, a small commission whenever I drive traffic for them. And that data will be accessible to these third-party um, bloggers or influencers, affiliates, uh, and they'll be able to um, highlight your products, um, let's say in their blogs, or perhaps they've created new um, vertical specific applications. Uh, and when they help you make sales, um, then they're able to participate with commissions. Um, this is what we call the open shared data network. And this is something that we're very excited about um, in the coming months. That's great. It's really cool. I think like, I mean, Shopify is such an interesting platform and it's, it's really their developer community that is really, you know, makes them stand out. And they, they, I think their goal is to always have like somewhat similar revenue numbers coming to the entire development community. That's also coming to Shopify. I mean, is that right. something that you guys want? I mean, you talked about community needing to foster that. Is it going to be as as simple to build into Origin and the D shop and is some of the things that you guys are doing is going to be as simple to kind of create that development community? Um, that's certainly the ambition. Um, so we do want to open uh, this up to developers soon and then enable them to create new apps and services. Uh, one thing that is different is we won't be charging the Shopify platform tax. Um, so Shopify, depending on if you're making a theme or if you're uh, releasing a uh, full featured application could take anywhere from 10% to 30% of um, recurring revenue. Yeah. Um, and we don't plan to do that. Um, so over time, we hope that, you know, a completely open source uh, platform that doesn't charge developer fees uh, can be a very attractive option for many different e-commerce developers all over the world. One, Absolutely. A, another big difference there is that if you're a developer building on a Shopify platform, um, most likely you don't have uh, any stake in Shopify success. Now, whereas if you're building on Origin, you're a holder of OGN, you, you're in a very real way can actually own a stake uh, of what we're building. Uh, and that that is really cool, right? That um, you have people who have a lot more incentive to help make this a success. And so it, it, it's just like uh, the early days um, or, or really even today when people buy some Bitcoin and the first thing we do is go out and tell all our friends, hey, you should buy this too. Or you go and buy some shit coin and then go tell all your friends, basically jump in on it as well. That that incentive is, is really important um, because it get it helps rally everyone uh, around the, the same cause and, and really uh, drive that success. That's a great point. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shopify with the way that they're working it, you know, there, I have seen instances also where Shopify will see a really good idea and they'll just copy it. Right. And they'll, they'll push people out and, you know, it's to see like in, in, in an environment where that's not possible. Right. Technically. Um, I think that's pretty amazing. And it's just creating the competition between, you know, mid-sized to smaller developers. I think that's the way to go. So very cool. Right. Yeah. Um, we're about halfway through. I mean, you guys said that you might have something you want to show. I don't know if you want to show that now or we're going to do yeah. another giveaway or. Um, I was going to say, we're ready to make a, a surprise announcement. Um, mm. The news just broke on Coindesk, but uh, why don't I go ahead and show you my screen and share with everyone uh, on Lunar Crush. All right, let's do it. All right, you are, you're added. Here we go. Um, so today uh, we at Origin are very, very happy to announce uh, the uh, launch of Origin Dollar, OUSD. Um, this is our new stable coin that will enable anyone to earn a yield passively while it's still sitting in a wallet. Um, so we want to build a better version of Tether. Um, so imagine today, if I have 10,000 OUSD in my wallet, um, and I decide to send you 1,000, John. Uh, the moment that hits your MetaMask wallet, it starts earning yield for you. 
So unlike other uh, products in DeFi that require staking, that require locking, um, none of that is required with OUSD. Um, so John, you can then take 500 of that, send it to Josh, and Josh will start earning yield automatically as well. Um, the whole thing is designed to be as seamless and as painless as possible. Uh, we want to be able to bring DeFi yields uh, to the crypto mainstream. Today, there's like a huge universe of uh, people in crypto that are curious about DeFi, but don't quite um, have the sophistication or insider knowledge yet to use some of these more complex platforms. They're not necessarily familiar with uh, being a liquidity provider on Uniswap or on Balancer. Um, they're not necessarily using uh, Aave or Compound um, all the time. But with OUSD, we can bring um, the, that earning potential uh, to the crypto masses. Um, so we're super, super excited about it. Um, and this is how it works on the back end. So once you get your OUSD, um, you, uh, we then take the stable coins that you used uh, to mint OUSD and put that on Balancer or Curve or Uniswap or Compound. And that's how we're able to generate those yields for you automatically. Um, there's a very unique property of Origin Dollar. It has elastic supply. That means it's uh, rebasing. So uh, again, you're able to get more units of OUSD um, minute by minute, block by block. So in contrast to other DeFi products where uh, you may end up with a, a LP token, for example, um, you end up with OUSD and just the number of units of OUSD goes up. Um, today, if I you know, put in 10,000 OUSD, it might be that in a couple of months I have uh, 12,000 OUSD, for example. OUSD is backed one-to-one -one by existing stable coins. To start, we're using USDT, USDC, and DAI. Uh, this means that the three uh, most widely used stable coins can be used to convert into origin dollars. Uh, and then you can take your idle stable coins, which are uh, likely not earning any yield for you, um, and earn yield passively uh, with OUSD. Now, um, what better way to demonstrate it than to actually show you the product? Hmm. Let's see it. So here we go. And this is live at OUSD.com uh, for all of you watching along and want to go check that out, out for yourself. Wow. Uh, it's all live. Um, and again, um, we've tried to make this as simple as possible. So here I've showed up at OUSD.com. I've connected my MetaMask wallet. Um, the app automatically detects what other stable coins I happen to have here. Um, let's say I'm a first time user and I'm just going to mint a smaller amount of OUSD as a test. So I'm putting in roughly 120 of uh, USDT, dying USDC, expecting to get 120 OUSD back. Good old MetaMask. Good old live demo. And Good we'll uh, increase the gas here just to make sure that it goes <laughs> fast. And here we go. So uh, under the covers, we're taking your uh, normal stable coins, uh, the underlying assets, and we're sending them to the OUSD smart contract. The OUSD smart contract uh, immediately mints OUSD. You see that incrementing in your balance right here, um, wow. 120 OUSD. Um, and then what happens is the OUSD vault will start deploying this to underlying uh, DeFi strategies. Uh, today, we're starting with Compound. Uh, but in the near future, we'll also be adding a number of other strategies. Um, again, some of the top platforms we mentioned before, Aave, DYDX, uh, Curve, Uniswap, Balancer. And we'll also be pursuing some um, higher yield, uh, more esoteric uh, yields uh, as well. Um, the entire intention here is to take uh, your existing stable coins, uh, put them in a diversified set of strategies to maximize the yield that you'll get while still protecting your underlying capital. Um, so this isn't the same thing as, hey, let's go uh, take a gamble on you know, the uh, 10,000 APY um, strategy that only works for you know, a few days or a week at most. Um, our idea here is to build a very long-term product. Uh, we wanna be at this for you know, decades. And in the short term, we'd like to start um, helping people utilize their existing stablecoins better with the intention of uh, creating an upgrade over existing stablecoins like Tether. So you mentioned a, a rebase. How, how often does it rebase, and what are the what do those rules look like? Is it just supply demand? And and tell us more about that. Yeah, so it ha actually happens continuously. Um, so it's rebasing for for those of you who are not uh, familiar with this concept. Uh, the idea is that instead of the value of your OUSD going up uh, as it becomes more valuable, uh, instead we distribute more units of that value. So. 
uh, you're, you know, one OUSD is always worth $1, um, but you'll see more of them in your wallet over time. Uh, and that happens continuously. So every time that someone interacts with the smart contracts, we take whatever yield we've earned um, from these different DeFi platforms, and then we distribute that pro rata to all of the holders of OUSD. Uh, and so these these rewards are coming from basically three different categories. One would be uh, the lending platforms, so things like Compound and Aave, the automated market makers like Uniswap and Balancer, uh, and then the automatically liquidating the rewards tokens that you're getting from platforms like Compound, uh, where we give away free comp tokens or Uniswap started giving free uni tokens. Uh, we can actually liquidate those for you. Uh, convert it back into stable coins uh, and then distribute that yield in the form of additional units. So we borrowed the, the elastic supply concept from Ampleforth, but it's very different than what it actually looks like in uh, the implementation. You know, I, I'm a, Matt and I are both Ampleforth holders and we see our balance go wildly up and down uh, every day. Uh, in this case, we're not putting your, because your principal is being held in, in stable coins, um, as long as the underlying systems are working, you should just, just see you know a steady increase over time um, instead of it, it wildly fluctuating all over the place. And so that that rebasing is separate from the APY or it is the APY as you get more coin in your wallet. You get more coin in your wallet um, depending on how high the APY is, you're getting more um, the higher APY is the higher the number of coins that are coming into your wallet. And there's never like a negative rebase below a dollar. That's like the floor of it. Um, so that's the intention. Yeah. So it's yeah. theoretically possible. Um, if Tether loses his peg or Dai loses his peg, something catastrophic happens. Um, and so we've discussed um, potentially having um, some sort of insurance or other ways to guarantee the principal. Um, that's something that we'll be exploring. But um, for all intents and purposes, if things are working as designed, then it should only be going up. Um, it's not designed to be a speculative asset that fluctuates widely. Uh, instead, we want long-term, consistent, sustained growth upwards and to the right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're coming for your Tether. Uh, we want you to. We we view this as a superior stablecoin. Uh, you can hold Tether in your wallet, and it just sits there. Uh, or you can hold OUSD, and it's just about as safe, but it gives you uh, some yield. Uh, it'll never be OUSD. Will probably never be the highest yield opportunity out there. Um, but it's a, a great place to park your money when you want to sleep at night, uh, knowing that your money's at work and you're not um, you're not missing out opportunities just by sitting in Tether. This is awesome. Congratulations, guys. Really. Yeah, congratulations. Cool. That was awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you're welcome well. to begin making your deposits right after. <laughs> Everything is live. It's on mainnet. Um, we've deployed and have been testing um, for a while now. But we also invite the community. Um, to check it out, um, get some OUSD, and then uh, feel free to send your friends some, right? This is a great way to introduce people that aren't already into cryptocurrencies to crypto. Um, just tell them, hey, check out like your existing uh, savings account, uh, zero uh, interest. Now you can earn uh, a healthy yield with OUSD. You know where this is really interesting is when when you talk about e-commerce, I and mean, we've had other um, we've had other like platforms out there. Um, even we had Utrust the other the other day, and I had asked them the question, um, "What do the retailers typically do when they're accepting crypto payments?" Yeah. And the answer was they well they cash them out a lot because they have they have to have cash to support their business. So this becomes really interesting when you're a business owner and you're you're a lot less worried about holding crypto because it's yeah. going to be pegged to the dollar um, to accept that and to keep that. That's actually really, really great. And, and to get interest on that money more than the bank is going to give you. Right, so, right. That's, cool. a, that's a hugely important insight. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so yeah, today, if you're a merchant, you're paying credit card processing fees 2.9% um, or you're potentially doing things like net 30, you don't get paid for 30 days, right? right. But with OUSD, not only do you get paid, you start earning um, new capital as soon as that hits your wallet. And so that's a huge incentive for uh, merchants yeah. to start accepting cryptocurrency. And it's even possible that we may see um, an OUSD discount of some sorts, right? We know some merchants uh, like to accept cash rather than credit card because of that delta. And sometimes they're willing to give, you know, uh, one or two points um, discount. Um, same thing could potentially happen with OUSD, um, especially as we look to increase the yields um, over time. Um, 
also very related to what we're already doing at Origin is um, Origin DShops, um, the product we mentioned earlier in the call. Um, these are going to be accepting OUSD from today onwards. Um, nice. So this will be one of the default payment methods. Um, people don't want to use it. They can, of course, turn it off. But default uh, setting is they will be able to accept OUSD um, the moment they launch their DShop. And so that's that's almost a, am I right in saying that that's, if you include the API, that's almost a 6% difference than accepting MasterCard if you're a retailer because you're not paying the 3% and you're getting interest on that dollar of 3%. Yeah, yeah, and that 3% is just um, today, um, which is uh, probably a more conservative APY than where we'll be at in just a few weeks. Wow. Very good stuff, guys. No, it's su it's super interesting to think about the shops and you know even transacting in OUSD or if they're transacting in the way that you showed that automatically converting over was amazing. And so it's like that technology can be used for anything else where it's like, hey, no matter what I'm being paid in, you can now push this down to OUSD, get your 2.29, whatever it could be, you know, going forward, it maybe can go up a little bit. I think this is going to create an, a, like you guys are creating marketplaces. It's going to create a great infrastructure for you guys. Um, congratulations. Really good stuff. Thanks. And, th and thanks for announcing it on our live stream. That's super cool. I, I don't know if you guys did something, but I saw the viewers go spike up right there for a second. So maybe <laughs> people saw they got excited. So I, I saw the, uh, the coin desk. Uh, article two, so that that drops. So very very good stuff. Well, I just had to post a tweet with uh, just shared a summary. I mean, it, positive reaction ever since this live stream started. So if we could just keep this going for about the next six hours, <laughs> yeah. everyone's gonna be in a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's start the next uh, crypto bull run right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we I think everyone would would need that right now, man. Um, very good stuff. So this this kind of sets you guys up for some stuff in the future. Um, is like what what are some of the things that might be a little bit further out there that you guys are thinking about and, and that you know you needed to create this now? Yeah, so we're starting with OUSD and it opens uh, a lot of new opportunities for us. Uh, mm -hmm. We started a conversation today talking about enabling peer-to-peer -peer commerce. Uh, we've talked a lot about how this can happen on our platform on DShop, uh, but it also unlocks this ability for uh, us to enable peer-to-peer -peer commerce off our platform as well still ties into our mission, but even bigger uh, opportunity than, than what we've been doing uh, to date. Uh, OUSD might be the biggest thing we've, we've worked on uh, to date as a company. Uh, it, it's that big. Um, for net, you know, next steps for us as, as we think about this, um, we're going to be investing a lot on um, adding new strategies um, behind the scenes. Um, this does uh, gives us a couple benefits. One is more diversification. Um, that makes it safer uh, for the holders of OUSD, uh, but all your money is not in one asset or not in one platform in case there's a, a smart contract failure there. Um, so diversification of strategies is, is good. Also helps us get access to higher yields as well. So if um, there's higher yields available on Aave, then Compound, the protocol can automatically start re reallocating uh, assets towards Aave and giving uh, a higher return for all the holders. And so that's one of the, the most immediate things that we're going to start working on. Um, beyond that, and we have a section on our website about this and, and the different stages and how we want to actually start relinquishing control over OUSD to the community. Uh, and so that's going to be a, a phased approach, but it's something that we really believe in. Uh, this is too important for us to uh, be the only people holding it or controlling it. Uh, and so we have a, a bit of a roadmap uh, that's on our website. Um, sharing how we plan to um, slowly and carefully hand over the controls uh, to our community and really let them um, be in charge of uh, deciding, you know, how much risk they want to take, um, what types of partnerships they want to work on, um, and making all those decisions uh, for this protocol going forward. Very yeah, cool. and I think one other thing that's uh, very important to mention is we'd love for OUSD to be a, a DeFi money logo. Uh, like many of the other uh, products that have been released in DeFi already. And once you start thinking about how OUSD can be used in uh, new products, whether it's in automated market makers or in lending platforms itself, um, or products that go more upstream to uh, more mainstream consumers, right? You can imagine potentially in the future, there's a you know Venmo or PayPal-like experience, but built on top of OUSD, right? So peer-to-peer um, -peer, uh, payments between friends uh, or again, buyers and sellers, 
but uh, people are always earning interest in the background. Um, and there are potentially even layers of abstraction where we um, allow uh, all the crypto stuff to be kind of hidden away, right? People just know that they're earning um, these new high yields. Um, it's kind of magical to them, but um, it just works. Um, that's one of the uh, longer term visions that we have for OUSD. No, that's really good. Great. I think we've got, do we've got some questions from Twitter? Maybe we can go through those for, for a couple minutes and that might be That'd the time. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot. I'd hoped we go over social, uh, some social data off of our site and all that, but I think there's, there's probably so many questions that, yeah, we definitely should focus there. You're, you're going to have to have us back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or yeah. extend this to five or six hours. Like I suggested. I mean, <laughs> just work, is, just uh, come up with another announcement and we'll do it. There does seem to be a consistent one that, that's popping up on Twitter right now. And as well as in here, here, I'll just show this one. A lot of people are asking, you know, how does this benefit OGN? We've got uh, I am Scripto and Apple Freak on here and there's others as well. Um, but how does the um, OUSD affect OGN? Yeah, so um, we will have um, upcoming announcements um, that more um, directly address this question. Um, but at minimum, we can say that um, OGN will be a, um, a part of our decentralized governance process, right? So you'll be able to stake OGN for governance privileges um, as well as uh, incentives. Um, more beyond that, we'll, we'll give more details um, as we uh, firm up um, uh, exactly um, how to roll that out. Um, but at a higher level, um, the more um, traffic that we can bring to our D-shops uh, as well as potentially um, off the shop commerce, uh, potentially we can build like a Shopify widget or wherever, right? That allows Shopify merchants to accept OUSD. Um, then that's as a whole, uh, hugely, hugely beneficial to the origin network. Um, so we have a number of things that we're working on. Um, we definitely want to uh, make sure that uh, OGN holders benefit um, from this new product launch. Uh, we see that OUSD and their existing origin commerce network are gonna work very hand in hand. And there's gonna be a very virtuous cycle here. Well, that's great. And Matt and I are, are huge OGN holders ourselves, and, and to date we haven't sold a single token. Uh, so we're very bullish on the future of, of OGN. Uh, we've actually made public commitments that we're not going to sell uh, any OGN for at least the rest of the year. Um, we really believe uh, the best days for, for OGN are really uh, ahead, and um, we're excited to um, you know, continue holding. Our, our bags are very heavy, and, and we're very happy with it that way. Uh, I love hearing that. love hearing that. And so does everyone in the community, I'm sure. We need a lot more uh, founders with conviction these days. Yeah, we're here for the long term. That's great. Yeah, we brought that up on a on a previous on a previous stream, just talking a little bit about, you know, there there used to be a lot more pseudonyms, right? And and people that didn't have their face in, in front of a, a you know, and people would say, Oh, that's a scam project or you know, whatnot. And I think what people forget about the our space is it's it's just a bunch of startups. Right. And and what we know from being in startups is that most of them are going to fail. Right. It doesn't matter what accelerator you went through or what you did. It, it's going to fail. And it doesn't mean that that was a scam. It just means that, you know, that person could have been working 22 hours a day and busting their ass. But, you know, these things, it's just it's kind of where hard work meets opportunity. And sometimes it's luck. Um, and so it's not scam, but it's just it is it's a much different thing when you put your face out there and you put your name out there and you're saying that you're working towards a goal. So, you know, even you guys being on today and then you just, you know, saying what you just did say there, it's it's important for people to hear that um, because, you know, we the, the sushi swap scenarios and, you know, everything else that's out there. And, you know, it, I, I don't know if Charlie Lee set the best precedent, you know, <laughs> like point, but it, it is a precedent indeed. Um, but it could kind of, you know, it's just a different. It, it's just a different type of way to kind of grow and say, I'm stepping aside, but um, you know, parts of this industry are still going to be somewhat centralized until we can get completely out um, into the decentralized nature that we think that it all can be at. So um, that's really good. Yeah, yeah we, we have no problem with anonymous founders, right? I mean, Satoshi uh, is anonymous. Uh, there's no problem with that. And in a way of a good thing is it forces you to evaluate it uh, without bias, right? It doesn't, all True. of the biases, uh, your racism or sexism, all of that is, is gone. Um, the only point. the only downside is, is you don't get to say, trust me. If you're not showing your face, you don't get to ask anyone to, to trust you mm -hmm. because you don't know who they are, right? You've got no reputation on the line. 
Um, and so the, the benefit of coming out here and doing your work in public, and I would challenge other founders to uh, put your, sign your work, put your, put your name on it. Um, let people know that you're willing to, to stand by it. Uh, and I think it goes a long way. We need more people in this community who are, who are willing to stake our reputations uh, and not hide behind some animated character. Yep. And, and I'll just add, um, disruptive technology and really meaningful projects, um, they're not going to be built overnight. Yes, we can see like some really uh, interesting, exciting stuff happen in potentially a few short weeks, right? But if we truly want to bring cryptocurrencies and blockchain um, to the rest of the world, right, the 7 billion plus people in the world, um, many, many of which have no idea what um, Ethereum or Bitcoin are, um, we need to be in it for a long time, right? And all mm -hmm. the amazing value creation and uh, consequently the value capture usually happens near the later years, right? For anything that has exponential growth, um, the first few months or the first few years, um, the growth rate is very important, but the absolute value that you can grow in that time period is just um, not as high. But over the course of multiple years, um, if you have a good um, compound growth rate or APY on um, not only you know your yields, but also your technology and your team and your community, um, then massively important, generationally significant um, companies and projects um, and movements can be built um, in the span of four years, five years, 10 years even. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Any more questions from Twitter, John? We got so many questions. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just call it a few. I, I think you guys liked a few of them potentially here, but I'm gonna um, I'm gonna ask one here from Bruce the Goose. Dot <laughs> He's at X Bruce the Goose. Uh, he says, "Do crypto payments apply to the automated order fulfillment through Printful? For example, I accept to use Ticker Whale." in my D shop, which uses Printful for merchandise. If someone pays for a t-shirt using two whales, is that recognized by Printful? So I think he's getting at like, does the, can the ecosystem all the way through accept crypto and that token, or does it have to be cashed out? Yeah, so Printful don't take uh, crypto, um, but you can still accept crypto payments. And a lot of our, our, our users do this. Uh, Printful, for those who don't know, is a, a service where we all take care of uh, inventory and shipping it for you is, is, is great. Uh, and we have an integration with a D shop. So um, when someone comes to your D shop uh, to buy a Lunar Crush t-shirt, they can pay in ETH or OGN or OUSD uh, or whatever um, tokens you, you support. Uh, and then behind the scenes, you would actually, you know, set up a bill and fiat with Printful. Um, but then you can uh, still offer that service for your customers, which is really cool. Cool. It's great. Um, a lot of people are asking, are you guys going to launch a DeFi product? <laughs> we just did. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll launch another one. Don't worry. We have a long-term plan to DeFi. So we'll be back uh, with another update or announcement in two or three months. Sure. Um, a lot of people are asking about um, Telegram. And actually, that's, that is a question. I mean, I'd love to hear more about your social efforts. Uh, where do you guys focus? What's your strategies that you want to release publicly? Um, but a lot of people are asking about, you know, um, what's the, like, for example, Moses, UAA Moses eight on Twitter says regarding the recent selection of ambassadors by the different origin telegram communities, what were the key aspects that were taken into account for the role of ambassador? Do you want to take on that? Um, so, so, um, you know, at a high level, I would say like we're um, looking from people of uh, different regions. We actually have a couple different ambassador programs. Like we have a, a global um, ambassador program, um, one specifically for Spanish-speaking um, countries. We have one in Korea that's actually um, off to quite a strong start as well. Um, this goes back to what we were saying earlier, right? It's all about global communities. Um, this is uh, not something that's being built just in um, San Francisco, United States. Um, it's a global movement. And so in order to um, succeed together, we need to have ambassadors um, from all different countries and languages. Um, and so this is a relatively you know, new effort um, by us, but we are looking for passionate uh, individuals, um, individuals that are um, believe in the mission of what we're working on and not just like, hey, this is kind of like the new shiny project, but I, I, uh, I just want my, um, you know, um, airdrop or whatever. Um, we're really looking for people that believe in what we're doing and um, can grow with us. Um, and um, that's really what it takes, right? You need that authentic um, interest to really be able to spread the word 
um, in a passionate way. Um, and so I think that's like the biggest criteria um, in terms of like, you know, specific hours or shifts or things like that, or specific programs, um, short term projects, that all can change, right? And that's all going to be variable as um, our different um, uh, country regional managers, um, um, I guess, like adjust the programs over time. Awesome. Uh, we got another one from uh, crypto underscore GNO. Uh, what I, what updates do you have in mind for the future of DShop? Do you plan to add another crypto such as a payment or uphold? Um, so we are planning to enable uh, many different types of payment methods. Um, and we are also going to make it easier so that it's not just us that has to add these, right? We want to make it easier so that uh, third-party developers um, could add their own payment widgets um, or other people's uh, different payment methods. And, and beyond that, we want to extend from just payment methods to the broader DShop product, right? Um, so over time, you should be able to see it become more and more customizable, uh, more modular, um, and it really becoming a developer platform and not just a single um, origin created product. Um, we expect this to evolve quite a bit, uh, go to go through many types of uh, like almost like metamorphosis into like a, a new product. Um, and at some point, um, your DShop uh, Joe may look completely different from Josh's DShop um, because they're in different verticals with different themes, with different um, third-party um, open source plugins, uh, potentially with different payment methods. Um, and it's just going to be like this you know, fully customizable store, but all sharing the same underlying uh, technology and infrastructure. All right, John, I think we got time for one more. Oh boy. Um, Make it a good one. <laughs> There's just so many. I know I'm on I'm on YouTube trying to find something. You know, this isn't gonna work. I'm gonna go back over here. Um, this is interesting because we, we hear actually we even saw it in your demo of OUSD. Um, this is from Jose Moran. Uh, what are the advantages of this project with ERC twenty? And how do you expect to maintain adequate transaction fees for users? And this is something we we literally see every day on, on our Twitter, people complaining about transaction fees. Um, so maybe I'd uh, love to hear a little more about that. Yeah, so Ethereum has by far the largest community. Um, obviously we're paying attention to alternate chains that are coming up. Um, we're good friends with some of the founders of, of those other projects. Um, but Ethereum for, uh, for all its flaws still has the, the biggest and best community. Um, and so it was a pretty easy choice for us to, to build on Ethereum um, back in 2017. And, and again, uh, today, um, you know, with OUSD being an ERC-20 token. Um, that said, when we were playing with, you know, around the different DeFi opportunities, you know, we got really sick of a hundred, you know, hundred dollars of gas it takes to, you know, mint um, some to and get into your vaults. So um, it was very, very frequent, um, experience where you're spending tens or hundreds of, of dollars um, to come in and out of these different positions, um, liquidate your rewards tokens. And then at the end of it, you go, I don't know if I ended up ahead or not, right? I've spent $500 in gas. Is, am I actually getting uh, enough value out? Uh, and so one of the things that's, that's really cool about USD is the way that you can just own it. You just buy it, right? You can buy it on a centralized exchange. You can buy it on Uniswap today. Uh, and that's all you have to do. And you don't have to, um, we showed the UI where you can you can mint it and you go through that process. Certainly if you're a will and you want to buy a, a large position, um, that's your best way to do it. Uh, but the easiest way to do it is just go buy it uh, on Uniswap today. Uh, we already have a, a liquidity pool there with uh, Tether that you can find. Um, and you know we imagine this will be uh, available on all the top exchanges as well uh, in the coming days. And so that'll be the easiest way for people to get get involved, and you don't have to to worry about the gas fees. Awesome. Will those uh, will those exchanges be paying uh, the APY, or does that have to go into your the application you were showing at ousc.com? Um, so right now, the APY is being delivered to any um, holder of OUSD. Um, so uh, you don't actually have to use the app, right? So as Josh was saying, you can go buy it on Uniswap, just hold it in your um, ledger or your MetaMask, go check it tomorrow. The number should be higher than it is today. Um, for centralized exchanges, um, we obviously will need to do some integration work with them so that when they're um, holding OUSD on behalf of 
um, their customers that they're able to reflect that API for them. Um, so it'll be a, a bit of a process, but we're already having conversations with several exchanges about this. Well done. That's actually, yeah, that's really interesting. I'm interested to see what, that, what kind of precedent that that kind of sets with them as well, because it is kind of a, a different type of, I mean, it's a different address. So very cool. Well, Josh, Matthew, thank you both for joining us. Everyone go to OUSD.com, the first stable coin that earns a yield while it's still in your wallet, right? That's what it says on there. So thank you yeah. guys so much for, for joining us. This was awesome. The community, thank everyone for joining. And John, as always, it's a pleasure. Everyone. Thank you so much. It's uh, our Thanks pleasure as well. Us. We look forward to the next one. All righty. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Take care. Until next time.